for the mom with her hands full and only a few minutes to spare here and there. Put your hand on your chest. Take a deep breath. You're doing better than you think you are. I want you to delight in these ordinary, often mundane days of motherhood, rooted in confidence about how you are raising and speaking to and nurturing your kids. Peace starts with you. So let's create peaceful safe havens for our kids to grow in. It's never too late, and the fact that you are here speaks volumes of the amazing mom that you are and desire to be. Hello, and welcome back to the Peace Starts With You podcast. I am going to have a baby in the next 30 days, hopefully. That is just crazy. I feel like it's flown by. I have, okay, I shouldn't say I haven't bought a single thing. I've bought one thing, and she can't even wear it until she's nine months old. So. Last night, I'm on Amazon, and I'm putting things in my car like a birthing ball, and I have tucks in there, and I have all these things that I feel like I might need, you know, come post-pregnancy. And so I'm starting to kind of get prepared. I'm like, I should probably get a couple onesies. I definitely need some cute bows. And so it's just becoming real. I don't know if I'm like slightly in denial that I'm having a girl or that I'm even having a baby at all, although my stomach is so big. So I know life is about to change so much. And I've been talking to the boys. They feel my stomach all the time. They know this baby is coming and they are so excited. And so I know that they're going to just be the best big brothers ever. She's going to be so loved. Our due date is Valentine's Day, which is so fitting because she's going to be so loved. But I know that there will be times when shit just hits the fan. And so I was just thinking that this isn't really what I want to like fully talk on today. I want to open up a little mini series, but I do want to touch on something that has come up the last few days, couple weeks, even months for us and with the boys. And it's really how we teach our kids to self-regulate, how to handle their emotions. I found myself a few months ago just constantly having, I touched on it in one of my podcasts, long-winded discussions about feelings or about something that happened and I was just basically just giving him a whole speech and I'm like this is not working and so it's not by giving them these long discussions and explaining everything in full detail it's not by teaching them the words for their feelings like happy or frustrated or angry or sad that's not self-regulation and it's not by punishing them or threatening them when they have an outburst or they throw a tantrum or they have a little meltdown. But they learn through us self-regulating thousands of times over and over and over again, being calm and them seeing us connected when they're having big feelings, listening to them when they're melting down and us staying calm when things are hard in every situation. I heard someone explain it like, okay, there's a thermostat and there's a thermometer. A thermostat is set. Like you set that at what you want. I want the air to be 70 degrees. A thermometer, it just moves with the temperature. And so when our kids are melting down or having an outburst, we can set ourselves in this calm and connected place And we don't have to rise with their emotions. And eventually when our kids have witnessed this repeatedly over and over and over again, that part of the brain, when it's fully developed, will begin to mimic what we've modeled for them year in and year out. And this is called co-regulation. It's nothing that can be really taught. We can't teach them through a book or a lesson or a discussion or, you know, emotion cards through punishment. We We can't teach them this, but we can mimic it and we can be a model of it. We cannot make them regulate, but we can show them time 
and time again, over and over and over again, what it looks like and what it feels like. And I promise you, eventually they will get it. And you might be sitting there thinking like, well, how do I respond in a calm way? And I truly believe it's one, through acknowledgement, through listening to stuff like this and learning and filling your tool belt with tools and skills. And you're not going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect, but you will get better at it. And through practice and knowing that when you do make mistakes, you can ask for forgiveness. You can apologize. You can own up to your mistakes. And our kids learn so much through all of it. And they will see over time as you get better and better and better at your own self-regulation. It's so funny because it's like, how do you think most people learn dysregulation? This is something so valuable we can teach our kids. And knowing in those moments, we have a choice. When our kids do something we don't like or do something that we already told them not to do a million times, of course, it causes you to feel anger and you feel it start to rise and you get frustrated but there's always two options when this happens you can either act upon the anger or you can choose to speak kindly calm connected firm but kind once you realize that you have this amazing choice in every single moment you can start to build that better relationship without reacting without doing the things that you normally do that you don't like Remember, like we're all figuring this out as we go. People are going to judge you no matter what. No matter how hard you try to avoid it, people are going to judge you. And you cannot compare yourself or your kids to anyone else. That could lead to so many feelings of not being good enough, shame, unworthiness, lack of. I want to read this quote real quick by Dr. Becky Kennedy. She said, We can't punish a child into managing tough feelings, making good decisions, caring about others, learning how to be in a healthy relationship. Actually, punishment gets in the way of these critical developments. After all, punishments make kids feel bad inside, which leads to self-blame, dysregulation, and a belief that loving relationships involve power dynamics, fear, aloneness, and control. Not effective in the short term or long term. There was another one that I read earlier this week, and I don't have it right in front of me, but it was something along the lines of when our kids have control-like behaviors, it can activate within us this feeling of powerlessness. And instead of naming these behaviors in our kids like defiant or manipulative or angry or demonizing even, we can reframe it as, okay, this is a dysregulated child having a hard time. And I think a lot of times when we react, it's out of fear, like fear of what if we mess up? What if we screw our kids up? What if our kids turn out horrible? And really all these behaviors that I listed, it's just part of their developing brain. You know, we all just want to be seen and heard. Adults, we just want to be seen and heard. And so do our kids. So whenever your kids say, hey, watch me, maybe take that and replace it with witness me. And sometimes that can help you see them on a much deeper level. Our little ones, they're experiencing a critical period in their brain development. They're still learning how to communicate their big feelings, how to control their impulses, how to regulate their emotions. And remembering these things doesn't make it easier by any means, but it does help us to rationalize their behavior and it puts us in a better position to respond positively when they are doing something that is hard or tough. Something that reminds me of that is I was playing a game with Kai and we were playing Operation and this just shows that his brain is not fully developed and we were playing Operation 
And you know when you like are trying to get the little, say the bone or the piece of bread or the butterfly out of the guy, if you touch the edge, the whole thing buzzes. Well, Kai, when he was getting the thing out, he covered his eyes and he thought that if he covered his eyes, even though the whole board was buzzing and shaking, it didn't count. And so it just is a perfect example of their still developing brains. And just a reminder that parenting is all about progress, not about perfection. So you got to give yourself grace. It's really important. And I hope that it just speaks volumes to you as you're on this journey and just the importance of filling your tool belt, acknowledging and practicing. You're not going to be perfect, but you will get better and you will progress. So I do want to intro this mini series that I want to do one, two, maybe three episodes on a topic completely unrelated to what I was just talking about. And I know that was way more long-winded than I was planning on, although that is so important. So I felt like I needed to touch on it. But the topic of conversation I want to move into is this topic of sibling rivalry. And I want to affirm our belief as parents that we can make a difference. I think sometimes we think, oh no, like it's just my kids' personalities or they're just never going to be friends. It's just part of having multiple kids. They're always going to fight. It's just part of it. But I want you to know that we as parents can intensify the competition or we can reduce it. We can drive hostile feelings underground or we can allow them to be vented safely. We can accelerate the fighting or we can make cooperation possible. I want you to believe and know that our attitude towards our kids and our words in those moments of conflict and rivalry, they have power. They have immense power. And we can lead the rivals towards peace, but we're going to have to acquire a new set of skills. Do you think that our early experiences with our siblings determined how we think and act and feel about ourselves today? I mean, I think so. And so put it in a lens of looking at your kids. These early experiences they have with their siblings, they are going to determine how they think and act and feel about themselves someday. And if we're the ones that are helping them with the conflict and the rivalry, what we do and what we say and our attitude towards it is going to make a difference. And so instead of worrying about if your kids are going to be friends someday, I want you to start thinking about the attitudes and the skills that you can equip them with that they're going to need for all of their relationships as they grow. It's easy to get caught up in this, okay, who was right? Who was wrong? Who needs to be disciplined? Who's off the hook? But instead of that, I want you to start really listening. I want you to respect the differences between them and find ways to resolve those differences. And then even if their personalities are such that they probably aren't going to be friends, they just have completely different personalities, could we teach them the skills that they would need to make a friend and be a friend? So this week, as we go into this mini series, I want you to first observe. So just take a step back. It's probably going to be hard not to get in the middle of it. And obviously some you're going to have to, but I want you to observe what stirs things up between your kids. I want you to write it down. I want you to take note of the instances and conversations that cause maybe stress within you, that cause conflict within the house, that cause things to go from peaceful to just chaos. I want to read this quote from a book about sibling rivalry. And it says, if we are to have any hope of ending it, then the very emotions we want to close the door on and lock out need to be invited in, welcomed and treated with respect. So I'm so excited to get more into this. If you have anything, any questions, anything that you want to specifically have a conversation about, I want you to message me on Instagram or get in touch with me somehow. 
And then we can dive deeper on this topic. But I know I am in this season where my kids, I mean, they love each other, but they also say they hate each other. And I think that us as parents, when we can really grab hold of this belief that we can make a difference, our attitude and our words have immense power, and we can lead our kids from this rivalry to peace, but we are going to have to acquire some new skills, and that's what we're going to do. So so excited. You guys remember as you go about this week that peace starts with you. Find your calm, connect to the moment, look your kids in the eyes, and be that thermostat, thermometer. I always get confused. Which one is it? Thermostat. You set the thermostat. The thermometer is just up and down with the temperature, but you can set a thermostat. Set your cool, calm, and collected. I'm so thankful for you guys, and I will catch up with you next week. 